Pleasant morning, uh, brothers and sisters in Christ in this venue or watching online. It's a great day to worship our God. And I entitled today's message as Eyes on the Prize. Eyes on the Prize. Because in life, we really need to be able to focus on the end result we desire, our goal, our aspiration, our dream, so that the present suffering, struggles, and difficulties become bearable, right? Because there is a process of getting to the end result and the process we face many challenges. And so eyes on the prize, focus on what is ahead so that daily as Christians, we live in confidence, in hope, instead of worry or fear. I don't know if you're familiar with the phrase, the straw that broke the camel's back or the donkey's back. And it's when this beast of burden is carrying so much straw on its back that it will take only one added straw before it breaks and dies. And sometimes we're like that because we have compounding problems in our life. Sometimes we worry about our health, studies, our careers or work, our family. You know, when you add all these things on your back and you feel the weight weighing on you and sometimes you think maybe you know just one more one more and i'll throw in the towel i'll give up i'll quit it's the end of the line for me so that's why we become disillusioned discouraged and we lose focus on the price now i also had my fair share of these scenarios in life i remember when illness strikes, right? When I was in college, I had this illness where I need to be out of school for a month. No? So it felt like the end of the line for me. Or when I had some work issues or failure, right? That uh, I was out of a job for six months. No, that felt like the end of the line for me. Or when I ha uh, had burnout or dis disillusionment in ministry at times, it felt also like the end of the line for me, but whenever I remember, okay, the high goal of pleasing my Lord, no, then the Lord helps me to get back on track. So you and I, to overcome the difficulties and challenges of life, must understand that God has a purpose and plan for our life. That ultimately we want to stay there in the plan until we reach and accomplish our God-given purpose. And the world we live in doesn't help at all, right? Because when we hear about war getting near us, we hear about calamities, we worry about the oil prices increasing, uh, we see that, you know, dollar is already 57 pesos. You know, it just stresses you out even more. So it added to your worry, the world around us. I don't, I don't know today what are the headlines in your life. If your life were a newspaper, ano yung nakasulat sa headline? What worry or concern are you so bothered or worried about? And it, is it derailing you from focusing on God and His purpose in your life? And so when you have these things, you know, hindering you or worrying you, where do you turn for help? Who do you call? Of course, not Batman, not Spider-Man, not the Avengers, right? Who do you call? Not the Ghostbusters. 
Okay? We want to know who to look up to. Okay, so this story says that the, this was a normal routine for this husband and wife to go to church on Sunday morning. So the wife got up early, had breakfast, showered, got dressed already, made up, ready to go to church. And just as she was prepared to leave, she turned around and noticed what, that her husband was still in his pajamas. Nakapajama pa si Mr. And she asked him, what are you doing? Why are you still undressed? And so he said, I'm not going to church today. You know? What do you mean you're not going to church? Asked the wife. No? I'm not. I don't want to go to church today, the husband said. So give me a good reason why you're not going to church. Okay? Tanong nung wife. No? So the husband's answers, I'll give you three. Three reasons. One, I'm not going to church because the church is cold. The people are cold. Second reason, I think in church nobody really pays attention to what I say. Nobody likes me. And third reason, I just don't like to go. I don't like it there. Is that good enough for you that I'm not going to church today? So the wife said, let me give you three reasons for you to go to church today. Number one, the church is actually quite warm and friendly. You just don't notice it. Number two, there's only a few people who don't like you. There are also people who like you. And number three, you're the pastor and you have to deliver today's message. Sweetheart, go get dressed and get ready for church. Right? And sometimes it's dragging yourself out of bed to face the music, the challenges, because you know ultimately there is something you look forward for, an eternal reward. So, brothers, sisters, being in Christ, you know, there will be setbacks, there will be challenges, there will be concerns, troubles, but your calling is the same as before. Right? We are to bring the message of Jesus to the world at large because people are dying in sin without a Savior. That hasn't changed. Right? And we are not only to bring the message of Christ, we are to be His message. Right? We have to be His representatives. Our lives must reflect what being in Christ looks like. Right? We are to be in the world but not of the world. We're citizens of God's kingdom. And in this, instead of being victims in the worries and concerns that flood into our life, we ought to be victors because Jesus has overcome sin and death. And He continues to help us overcome the daily concerns of life. Eyes on the price. So if you're discouraged and worried and overwhelmed today, then probably you just need to again look to your God. So Psalm 33 has this thing to say to the people of God, right? It begins with a call to worship, which our uh, worship leader used a while ago, you know, the first part. Now, and it, we ask this question, is worship an option for you and me when we're facing many concerns, right? 
And the psalm declares to us that, yes, worship is the option. Not an option. It's the option. You know, when you're afraid or you are worried or troubled, you should move into worship because it changes our perspective of things. Okay? Instead of seeing the problem as big, we realize that God is always bigger than the problems that we face. It helps us to move from the trivial concerns that we have to look into the eternal purposes of God. And so that's why he starts by calling them to worship God. Let's read together the passage, verse 1. Together, out loud, Shout for joy in the Lord, O you righteous. Praise befits the upright. Give thanks to the Lord with a lark. Make melody to Him with the harp of ten strings. Sing to Him a new song. Play skillfully on the strings with loud shouts. Right? As if the psalmist was asking them, stop whatever you're doing. Okay? Drop it. Stop worrying. But instead, remember who you are and do what you ought to do. Remember that you are the people of God and this is what you must be doing to choose worship as the option. Why? Because, the psalm says, balik sa passage, because they are in the Lord. They are the people of God. They are His treasure and possession. Because they are already righteous and upright in the eyes of God. Like as Christians, Christ has bestowed us and clothed us with His righteousness and forgiven us of all our sins. Because we are positionally right in the eyes of God, despite our daily struggles are real. Right? We are accepted and His children. So while they realize who they are, from whose they are, because they belong to God, they're in the Lord, the result is worship, to shout for joy, to praise, to give thanks, to make melody, to sing a new song, to play instruments skillfully, to have loud shouts, because it's a cause to rejoice that we are in the Lord. So our identity in Jesus, brothers and sisters, calls for a life of Worship, right? Because worship befits the upright. Joni Erickson Tada had a terrible accent that made her a para quadriplegic, so paralyzed legs and arms, no apat. And in spite of her physical limitations, she was an accomplished author and artist. She did everything with her mouth, right? She paints with her mouth. So after 25 years, she finally met the love of his life, Ken. And they planned a grand wedding, and he, she will be going down the aisle on her motorized wheelchair. Okay, and just before her grand entrance into that uh, uh, wedding venue, there were distressing problems, right? First, no, she has rolled her wheelchair on her gown. There's a tear and, you know, some greasy spots because of that. Second, the flowers that were supposed to be on her lap has slipped in between her legs. So it was difficult and uncomfortable. 
And so she was quite disappointed. Things were not going her way. It's gonna be a wreck. But, but as she was filled with disappointment, the door opens and she saw his husband-to-be in front, excitedly waiting for her, and everything just dimmed away. Here was the man who loves her, and she's committing to love all of her life. And she said this, Once I saw my husband's face, all I could think of was him. Everything else, the flowers, the people, you know, my torn dress, that uh, flowers on my leg, didn't matter anymore because it paled in comparison. Okay, and in point, is this how you feel about Jesus today? That when you know Christ, see Christ, and love Christ, everything else does not truly matter. Eyes on the prize. When our eyes are on Jesus, everything becomes bearable, easy, and we're able to go through with hope. Okay, so why do we worship? That's the second question we want to answer. So because of not the what, but the who. We are to reconsider uh, the object of our worship. Because if you know who your God is, then you know how to worship and you know all the things that trouble you are no trouble at all. So first, let's consider the character of our God. Right? His character calls forth our adoration. Let's read together verse 4. Okay? For the word of the Lord is upright, and all His work is done in faithfulness. He loves righteousness and justice. The earth is full of the steadfast love of the Lord. If you're working in an office, if you know your boss well, you would probably adjust your working style to what works or what makes your boss happy. You would not insist on your way. If you know your God and His character, His rules will be the ones you abide. Remember the parable of the talents? The third guy hid that talent under the soil. And he was called what? But he knew that his master was a shrewd master and yet he did the opposite thing. And he was called a wicked servant. Okay? If you know your God is upright, if you know your God is faithful, he is just, he is loving, he is consistent, he does not change like sifting shadows, he always upright, always faithful, always just, always loving, unchanging. Right? How would you feel about your God and how will you respond to this God? Right? So I suggest that it must well up in us a desire for adoration or praising this God who is just so wonderful and awesome to us. Right? So worship will become easy if we continue to grow in an understanding of the character and attributes of God. And it results in an adoration for God. Second, take note, aside from His character, is His power. 
Now, knowing His power calls for our obedience, no? I guess all of us are amazed at the most important invention of the 20th century, and that is the smartphone, right? Who, el- who doesn't have a smartphone here? Meron po bang walang smartphone? Okay. You know, because it has replaced just so many gadgets and devices. No, it's your Bible, right? It's your calendar. It's your contact list. It's your telephone. It's your email. It's your mini computer. No, everything you need, games, are all on this one short device. So, marami po na bankrupt na negosyo dahil sa smartphone. Okay? So, sometimes you feel, who can live without a phone today because of its many things that you can do on your phone, right? But guess what? Your, the power of your smartphone is nothing in comparison to the God that we worship. You know, how amazing is our God? Let's read out loud together with uh, comprehension and understanding. By the word of the Lord, the heavens were made. By the breath of His mouth, all their hosts. He gathers the waters of the sea as a heap, right? He puts the deep in storehouses. Let all the earth fear the Lord. Let all the inhabitants of the world stand in awe of Him. For He spoke and it came to be. He commanded and it stood firm. This is the power of God. He created all things, right? Can you imagine how many things are those? All the heavens and the earth just with His Word. He gave breath to all creatures that are living. Without Him, nothing will be living. And He holds all creation in its place, right? Even the what, what bodies of water He collects in heaps. This is the power and awesomeness of God, right? And so, we are to fear God who can destroy the soul instead of angels or demons or even men, right? Fear the Lord. And so if we fear the Lord, we also stand in awe of Him. No, we are wowed by His magnificent power. And so this is a God you dare not offend, right? Are you growing in a desire to obey God every day? No, to report to Him, to walk through the difficulties of life because... You want to honor this God, right? Adoration, a heart of praise. Obedience, a heart of following God. Third, limayana. Third is His justice. <coughs> now, justice is very difficult to find out in our world today. We talk a lot about justice, but it just is a dark world we live in. <coughs> Globally, discrimination, ganun pa rin, no? Discrimination is still a real thing. <coughs> Corruption is still a real thing. No, the unfairness is still a real thing. <coughs> In our country, we see the political abuse and exploitation around us. Right? The criminal, because they have money, they can do anything they want without getting caught. In the workplace or in the family, there's also things that are happening that are not fair. 
So justice <coughs> is not easy to find in our world. <coughs> but what can do God do about this? Does God, is God able to help us? Verse 10, let's read out loud together. <clears throat> the Lord brings the counsel of the nations to nothing. He frustrates the plans of the people. <clears throat> the counsel of the Lord stands forever. <clears throat> the plans of his heart to all generations. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord, the people whom he has chosen as his heritage right so let's stay at that passage <coughs> god is the god of justice according to this passage nations people and government are at the mercy of god okay god allows that's why they can do those but if god says no they have they can do nothing <coughs> he frustrates their plans and makes it count for nothing. <coughs> Aalis lang ako, inuubo ako si aircon eh. <coughs> right? Because we are the people of God, we can depend on His wisdom as our guide. Now, He reveals His plans to us. He blesses us in every way. Right? And He makes us His heritage or legacy and displays, makes us a display of His unconditional mercy, love, and grace. That's how it happens. The undeserving like us, under the justice of God, okay, He redeems us. Okay? No? But those who are evil and wicked, they will receive their due punishment in due time. We ought not worry about it. God will uphold His justice eventually so our response is to take sides whose side are you taking uh, will you take god's side or the other side who will you serve who will be the true master of your life no that's about his justice so our response to his character is worship or praise adoration our response to his uh justice is allegiance so choose side because no? he will punish the evil and bless the righteous. Fourth, we look at his rule. His rule calls for submission. Psalm 33 pa rin to, no? Okay, let's, look at, let's read this. The Lord looks down from heaven. He sees all the children of man. From where he sits enthroned, he looks out on all the inhabitants of the earth. He who fashions the heart of them all and observes all of their deeds. Remember, the disciples of Christ were debating on the road, who is the greatest among them? And it didn't stop there. Now, when they, they went to another place, they keep debating. And even, diba, James and John sent their parent to ask Jesus for the right and left hand. So they, they have this misconception about who is the greatest among them themselves because they misunderstood Jesus. And Jesus' response was, I came not to be served, but to serve and pay my life as a ransom for 
many. No? Because we want to be the greatest, and the tendency is we want our own rule. But from here we see that it is God who rules. So it is a waste of time to want to be great because there's only one who is truly great. God. The one who looks down from heaven and sees all the children of men, okay, who looks at the inhabitants of earth and observes our deeds. We are accountable to this God and King. He supervises all mankind and He looks at our lives. Right? He fashions the hearts of men, observes all their deed, and one day He will judge us according to our deeds. But the good thing, because He rules, there is accountability. Now imagine in your workplace, there are no rules. Okay? Okay ba yun? A workplace without rules? Walang mangyayari, walang, mangyayari, walang matatapos because no rules. Okay? How about a workplace with rules but no accountability, no body checks? It's the same thing. Right? So God's rules, He checks on the people, the men, and so we are confident that He is in complete control. And we are to submit to this God. Now, obedience kasi is you act accordingly. Submission is an attitude of the heart. Right? I know that God is my God. He is the one I serve. He is the one I please. I have an audience of one to submit to the Lord. And so, even in our spiritual accountability, we need someone to check on us. Right? That's why we encourage you to be part of a small group. You need to submit to your spiritual leaders so that they can keep you accountable. No? Kaya Sunday morning is not enough. Kasi attendance check is not enough. The other areas of our life, we also need accountability. And the last is the protection of God. No? The protection of God. No? So that we can depend on Him. Now, Scripture says, kings depend on their armies, chariots and horses, to win a war. Warriors depend on their strength and their armor to win a fight. And governments and nations today depend on many other things. Right? Ano ba? Is, no? Nu- ngayon, nuclear, ano siguro, weapons, uh, the size of their army, no? their combat skills, their allies. But the psalmist calls all of this false hope. Okay, so let's look at that. Verse 16. Basahin natin, no? Basahin natin out loud. The king is not saved by his great army. A warrior is not delivered by his great strength. The war horse is a false hope for salvation, and by its great might, it cannot rescue. Behold the eye of the Lord in those who fear him, on those who hope in his steadfast love, that he may deliver their soul from death and keep them alive in the famine. No? So the psalmist says, no, it's all wrong. You're depending on the wrong things because the one who delivers is God alone. The one who protects is God alone. The one we must fear and hope in and hang on his love, God alone. Okay, so we survive the acts of nature and the acts of man because we have our God 
who protects us. No? So David understood this because many times in the book of Psalms, he always reminds himself, it's not his valiant men, it's not the weapon, it's not the armies. God is the one who is his great deliverer. The God of Isaac, Abraham, Jacob. The God of David. The God who saves. The, he is a God we can depend on. We can run to when we need protection and deliverance. Whom we have to place all our hope and trust. Who we have to bank or on is Christ. Okay. What is your faith made of? In 1799, a person called Conrad Reed discovered a 17-pound rock while he was fishing in Little Meadow Creek. And it's a rock, so they just used it as a doorstop for three years. But 1802, his father, John Reed, took it to a jeweler and discovered it was a lump of gold. Okay, and it was about then $3,600 worth. Okay, so peso ngayon, mataas na yung dollar, 57, no? So it's around, uh, ng patching, no? Maybe 200,000 peso of today, but this was in 1700, so the value is maybe a million or so. So that lamp of God, gold, was used as a doorstop for many years. It's one of the biggest gold nuggets of the Rockies, 17 pounds. They fish for uh, nuggets of gold. Ito talaga is 17 pound gold that was used as a doorstop by mistake. Until its composition was determined, its value seemed unknown. So ganun din. The composition of our faith is determined. Its strength is unknown unless we face trials and unless we face challenges that will expose the true nature or composition of our faith. Right? So, going through the fire is part of the story. But we need to have our eyes on the prize to honor God in all things, the object of our faith, the author and finisher of our faith. We look at Him, we cling on to Him. We increasingly discover His character, His power, His justice, His rule, and His protection. And as a response, we grow in adoration, grow in obedience, grow in our allegiance, grow in submission, grow in full dependence and trust, on God who is worth of our faith. Or we are distracted and taken away by the challenges. We cower in fear and forget the greatness of our God. That's why we were singing, right? How great our God and how faithful He is because that's the truth. No, that's how we should think. Now the psalm closes with three more verses and it's a call to respond. A call to worship. Shout to the Lord. Praise befits the upright. Because there are at least five things we can discover more deeply about God. A reason for us to give praise as the people of God. And as a response, verse 20, first and foremost, we are to learn to wait 
on the Lord. Wait on the Lord. Our soul waits for the Lord. He is our help and our shield. When there are concerns, worries, and problems, okay, instead of fixing it, we are on to be on our knees to wait on God, acknowledging Him is our help and our shield. First resort, not last resort. resort no? So that we can have wisdom and His power and His plan no, more clear to us before we move forward to wait on the Lord. Second response he's asking is for us to delight in the Lord. Wait on the Lord, delight in the Lord. Verse 21 says, Our heart is glad in Him because we trust in His holy name. Discovering daily who is this God, being intimate with God, no? believing in what He promised, experiencing day after day, spending time in His Word. Developing this intimacy with God that no one can take away. Right? Wait on the Lord. Delight in the Lord. And last but not least is to hope in the Lord. Verse 22. Let your steadfast love, O Lord, be upon us even as we hope in you. Okay? Do not simply make him your last resort when you can do nothing about it, but instead run to him first, right? And let God recalibrate different areas of your life upon the character and promises of our God, right? So this is our challenge today. How do we draw near to God? Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Right? He is willing and ready because you are His. Right? You are His. You belong to Him. Praise befits the upright because we have such a great God. And so we want to wait on the Lord. We want to delight in the Lord and hope in the Lord. A life that is filled with God's presence only happens when we take time to know our God and spend time with him. There was an excitement in this orphanage because a lady had come to take little Jane home. And the girl was sort of nervous. The thought of becoming, okay, this kind lady's child excited him and made him nervous. Okay? Do you want to go with me and be my child? The lady asked in a gentle tone. And little Jane said, I don't know. I don't know. Then the kind lady said, but I'm going to give you beautiful clothes and a lot of things, a room of your own, a beautiful bed, tables, and chairs, you know, things that you need. And after a moment's silence, the girl anxiously asked, but what am I to do for all of these? And the lady burst into tears and said, yeah, only to love me and be my child. That's all you need to do. Right? And ganun din tayo, no? as followers of Jesus, as children of God. God adapts us, protects us, and wants to give us the best life. An inheritance in glory. But the best life is not without its, you know, uh, journey of difficulty and testing. 
but He promised to be with us to the very end of the age. So Psalm 23 is a call to shout in praise as a response of whose we are and who we are in Christ because our God is such a great and wonderful God, a God we can back our hopes in. Let's pray. Oh Lord, our God, you are worthy of all praise and thanks and worship. And Lord, you never leave us or forsake us, nor do you leave us as orphans without a way out in all of our problems and challenges. So Lord, help us to hope in you to be a people that shines out our faith to others because truly we have a God who is just, who is sovereign, who is just totally loving, wonderful, kind, who protects us, who we can depend on. Give us a heart of adoration, a heart of obedience, a heart of submission, a heart of dependence, a heart of faith. Help us, O oh Lord, to understand what it means to simply love you and be your child. In this dark world, we are not orphans because you have given us sonship, daughtership. You have adopted us to be your own, precious in your eyes, whom you have sacrificed your only son for and continues to live a life that you will enable to be worthy of you. This is our prayer that you will stir up in us a deeper passion for you this 2022 and beyond. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Brothers and sisters, praise befits the upright.